and we were just like going in on this guy who was being like super transphobic um <laughs> and this guy <laughs> responds and he's like bro i don't want to hurt your feelings Aaron, but you're 25 and have a brain dead job at a stupid ass <laughs> org you're definitely not making 100k by 25 probably not even making 50k shut your stupid ass up and get your money up not your funny up i do remember that that was great that haunted the discord for like a month that's all people stabbed in discord it was great i, I will never delete that button i actually need to save that i'm saving that right now out of the, the chat that is here. so funny Welcome, everybody. This is the Aftermath Podcast with our lovely content creators, Alaska and Rennie. How's everybody doing tonight? Swell. My day started like three hours ago. Nice. <laughs> so you're like crisp. You're ready to go. You're feeling it. I like it. Mm-hmm. How about yourself, Alaska? How are you feeling? I'm at the end of my day. I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> Aww. What time is it for you right now? It is 9.15. But Okay. I work a big girl job and I have to get up at six. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, I uh, I see you streaming all the time at like four thirty five in the morning my time. It's it's really early. Is that like your regular yeah. stream like stream schedule or what? Uh, I try to stream in the mornings on the weekend. Oh, that uh. makes sense. That's good. How do you like that schedule? Do you find it works out for pretty good for you or what? Yeah, I I'm most I mostly stream in the morning because I just can't bring myself to stay up late anymore hmm i feel I that, feel that. <gasps> yeah jinx Except, wow i'm not buying you anything because i'm not jinx that way don't you have to say mm. jinx owe me a coke so you messed it up anyway um jinx you owe me a skin uh wow well that got expensive real quick oh <laughs> damn good thing we're not doing that one. Oh, anyways aaron how are you doing today buddy i'm doing good i just made a new emote for our uh <laughs> Discord server. You did. So. I, you did? Yeah. Yeah, the one that in the microphone. Oh. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my microphone. My, my spooky face microphone. I wish I could show this. I don't know if I could. We'll have to add it in the recording somehow. Yeah, you could, you could just like, like just, yeah. just like, whoop. Yeah, we'll, we'll paste this over your webcam for the entire minute. That? That's actually I great. I still have the button. Okay. Um, oh, that's so good. What's, no, I guess. What's, how, What's it called? I guess we could like tell that story because that's uh, a really button. good. It's called Aaron. <laughs> Aaron Aaron Gluck is that what this is? Oh no, my the the um oh, the trunk, emoji trunk is Gluck. Trunks Gluck. Wow. Uh, but Rennie has a button on her. What do you have, what is it like a stream deck? The stream deck, yeah. Um, she has this button on her stream deck from back when we did like GC stuff. Yeah. Um, where we were all on Twitter, and I think. It was when we were the wildest on Twitter, I think, <laughs> for AMB stuff. And we were just, like, going in on this guy who was being, like, super transphobic. Um, <laughs> and this guy <laughs> responds, and he's like, bro, I don't want to hurt your feelings, Aaron, but you're 25 and have a brain-dead job at a stupid-ass <laughs> org. You're definitely not making 100k by 25. Probably not even making 50k. Shut your stupid ass up and get your money up, not your funny up. I do remember that. That was great. That haunted the Discord for, like, a month. That's all people stabbed in Discord. It was great. I, I will never delete that button. I actually need to save that. I'm saving that right now out of the, the chat that here. That is so funny. That's great. All right, Aaron, for this podcast, though, we need you to get your funny up, okay? All the way up. <laughs> Turn that up to 10. Dude, don't worry. My funny already up. You're right. Oh, no, I'm not doing, I'm nope. not doing that. <laughs> I, I got excited for it. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad we have that as, a, as an emote now. But moving on, guys. So we're past the introductions. We kind of got some chit and chat and done up. So today for the podcast, we're here talking to our lovely content creators. Got a few questions for them. Catch up, see what they're doing. Um, so I want to start with Rennie. How did you end up joining Aftermath? Um, Honestly, it was so random because mm. I was grinding Valorant at the time. Yeah. And I made a couple friends online who happened to also be my friends in person. Like it was just one of those things. And um, one of them hit me up and asked if I wanted to trial for like this new GC team that was like coming up. And I said, okay, sure. Like I've never really thought about like competing that way. Hmm. But this was when GC was like starting to get its like name. So it was like still relatively new for me and I just decided to like give it a shot and then um, yeah, that's how 
AME Wave came to be.、Mm-hmm. Um, then, after everyone went their separate ways, I decided that I actually really liked the environment of Aftermath. And I liked, you know, Carmi and Aaron, and I liked them enough to like want to stay and pursue content because I was also doing TikTok at the time.、Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just thought it would be a good opportunity to. Um, not only grow as an individual, but like also help everyone else grow.、Absolutely. So that's pretty much how I joined. And now the rest is history. Yeah, that was a good time too, because I didn't have any hand in that、uh, GC team at all, really. I remember, I forget what I was doing. And then Aaron came to me in DMs. He's like, hey,、um, I think we're going to trial a GC team. And then the Discord was filled with all the GC members. And it was like two days later, we had the roster going. I was like, oh, hell yeah. That was great.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was our first iteration of having like a successful team where there was like a good hand in the amount of content that we were putting out、mm-hmm. while like everyone was being super responsive and like、yeah. the results were like、uh, really good as well.、Mm-hmm. Um, so it was one of like the more successful iterations of like the teams that we've had so far. Right.、Um, yeah. And we're glad that Rennie has been able to like stick around and、um, mm-hmm. stay with us so far. Absolutely.、Yeah. Yeah, that was like really one of the first times that we had a feeling of what the Aftermath family should feel like. Because the Discord before, like we had our Call of Duty team, we had a Halo team, we had the other Valorant teams and stuff like that. But they felt like they're kind of building in silos where everyone had their own little portion of the Discord and they're all focused on their own stuff. But then after we brought in the GC team, it seemed like our Discord was very alive and everyone was kind of. Participating in everything together. Like everybody、mm-hmm. from the other roster started playing together and talking together more. And from that moment on, we're like, yeah, we we want this across the board. Like we want to make sure that everybody in the organization is, is like friends, kind of like a big family.、Um, very similar to the, how the Apex team is now. Yeah. And big shout out to all the ladies for making that happen. Because,、mm-hmm. you know, I'm not trying to put a downer on the boys, but it really was the GC and the Apex teams that have like come through and like. Really filled in、um, a lot of that connection. Absolutely. Yeah,、um, it brings everything to life. Yeah. And then,、uh, Laska, why don't you tell us, you know, the start of your esports journey and kind of how you got into gaming? Like, what's up with that? <laughs>、um, yeah. What is up with that? Like, how I got into gaming in general?、Um, as、yeah. much as you like to share. Both.、Yeah. Well, in terms of in general, my dad wanted a boy and I、mm. did not pop out as a boy. So he was like, You're getting a controller in your hands. And I started <laughs> on the PS2 at like three years old.、Oof. And I was playing an online game called Final Fantasy XI. And I like taught myself、Good、how、game. to read and write to play that game. And I played it until I was like 20 years old. <laughs> nice. So that's from there. A true grinder. A true grinder, <laughs> a lifelong grinder. Yes. So, how did you transition from Final Fantasy XI into like first-person shooters, and more specifically, the PC? How did you switch to mouse and keyboard? Well, the game kind of grew into a mouse and keyboard game throughout the years.、Mm-hmm. It was like cross-platform. So, I started playing on PC on that game, and then actually, a friend who I met on that game was like, "Hey, like this game came out. It's called Valorant. Like, I have a second closed beta key if you want it." And I was like, "Okay." So, I just started playing with them for fun, and I was so freaking bad. Like, never touched an FPS game in my life. Oh, But wow. But it just, like, really like, took my interest. I really liked it. I enjoyed improving in the game, I enjoyed watching it, and、mm. I still have that passion to this day, I think. That's crazy. And now you're immortal, aren't you? Yeah, a little、Sheesh. under immortal, but we're getting better. Still,、back. you've been yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. I, uh, I, I technically, well, I used to be a higher rank than Alaska, and we were playing Unrated this one time. And she, fuck it, I was giving her a hard time about her performance.、Uh, and I don't know if we still have the clip anywhere, but she just went in on me. I don't remember what you said, but you were like, You're fucking a higher rank than me, you're a dog, blah, 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 blah. Why are you going? It was so funny. <laughs> just another moment where Aaron should have been getting his money up, not as funny out there. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aaron always on that funny up game. Hey, that's that's how I got where you get. You know, you got to worry about getting that funny up, not、that's、the、true. money up. That's true. The money comes after the funny. You got to do one or the other.、And、you don't have、yeah. a lot of money, so you have to be funny. Yeah, exactly. It's a balancing game. I like it. Yeah, I spent all、that's、my、deadly. money on Valorant skins. You know. Yeah. True. 
I mean, that's pretty Same. good hobby to be. Yeah. Can we talk about how much we've spent? Yeah, absolutely, we can. Because we should. Not. It's a little humiliating. <laughs> oh my Do they have a counter in game, or are you guys just like keeping um, tabs? Yeah, you can log into the Riot support site, and um, it'll tell you how much you've spent. I think I'm close to two k or something. <laughs> I should look at mine and see what I've spent because I've never. I don't. I played maybe eleven rounds of Valorant in my life, and I'm pretty sure I spent over three hundred dollars in skins, and I never play. That's there was a moment. Oh well, that's it. But I only have like eleven games played. It's for a game I never play, and I still have skins. <laughs> I feel that though. I feel like I don't enjoy playing a game. That's probably so bad. I don't enjoy playing a game unless I spend money. Hundred <laughs> percent. So. I I can't be playing a game looking like a casual, regular, everyday. Right? Fresh spawn. I gotta, I gotta be kitted out. How about you, Alaska? Do you have a lot of skins? Um, I've easily spent over three thousand dollars <laughs> US on Valorant. Oh, I just saw how much I've spent. What the? What is it? What'd you spend, Rennie? Oh, I just saw. Oh, she's shocked. shocked. The same way, kind of. As is this right? <laughs> oh is my this, goodness. Is this right? Okay, can you can you link us how you got that? I want to find out how we um, all did it. Okay, if I link this, this better not show you guys mine. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, in general. So backing up real quick, um, Alaska. I think we did not. You didn't get to tell us how you joined Aftermath. Um, I know it was like similar to Rennie, um, but I think a little bit different. I don't know if you want to recall and tell your story. So I decided to trial for the Aftermath Wave team, I believe it was. That's right, and yeah. And I, at the time, just decided that competing wasn't for me. And obviously, now I've revisited that. But at the time, I just was still too inexperienced with Val to really compete the way I wanted to. So I decided to kind of pursue content creation instead. And I remember... Um, I don't remember who I hit up, but I hit someone up and I was like, hey, like, you know, if you guys are looking for content creators, like, I'm devoted. <laughs> and I threw my pitch and I guess you guys liked it. Because uh, here she is. So that was, that was me. <laughs> oh, was it? That's yeah. Aaron. Yeah, it would, right. definitely would have been me. Um, back when, like, we were doing all that GC stuff, it was like me and Carmi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't have Crispy. We didn't have Michael. Um or laner or anyone like that it was literally just me and carmy the ogs the ogs you too i just wasn't sure which one yeah um i think yeah i, I remember like looking at your stuff and i was like oh this is dope and i mean going the team and i, I love the way like you interact with everyone and i think we still see that to this day you know like um even with the most uh, recent collaborative night that we had with like i think it was just the ame girls i see of you guys anyways um with like even a couple of people from the Apex team. Um, so it's definitely a relationship that has gone and done great things so far. And I can't wait to see the both of you guys do even more like amazing stuff. But um, regarding that recent like AME night, like how did you guys feel about that? It was so fun. Was so fun. Honestly, I had no idea how I was going to like bond with the Apex girls. Cause um, I play Apex casually. I'm not good at Apex. I don't really like Apex because I'm so bad. But I wasn't sure how I was going to bond with them because we come from very different games. Mm. Um, and which is also why I feel like a lot of the different teams in Aftermath, they have a hard time bonding. Um, because it's like, oh, what can we talk about if we don't really know like what our favorite games are? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was a really cool opportunity to get away from like, our main game their main game and also just like bond over like party games it was really cool it was really nice yeah that's um, awesome what game did you guys end up playing <clears throat> i was out of, out of for work at um that time. we played pico park pico park and among Ooh. us oh yes among us was recommended by bex and it was yeah. not planned but it was really fun was how did fun. uh how did pico park go because i know our creators played that like months ago and they had a great time, but I also think they wanted to kill each other. Honestly, I think it went really well. We we struggled like a few times, but like nobody wanted to kill each other. Well, that's an improvement. We like that. How about Fall Guys? Did that go well? 
No, we never made it past the first round. Not once. Not once. We got like four stacking or what? Yeah, not once did we qualify past the first round. But the MS was really fun. I will say, I thought we were going to do better at Fall Guys. I thought I would say so too. A bunch of pro gamers in there trying to play around and beat Fall Guys and apparently that's that's okay. Oh you know what? You know what we're gonna have to do now? We're gonna have to set aside times for Fall Guys scrims. You know, I think after the performance from that stream, after Matt's Fall Guys team, esports team is gonna take a little bit of a break. <laughs> yeah. A little yeah. bit of a hiatus. <laughs> there's yeah. some there's some role issues. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, get better at it. Yeah, we'll work on that. Um, and then, you know, with uh, with that and like content creation and like your um, collaborative night that you guys had, aside from like doing things together with other streamers, have you found that there's anything else regarding content creation and any tips that you could give to any like aspiring streamers that want to get started? Don't be afraid to play with your viewers. Hmm. Really? That's actually the first I've heard that. Can you elaborate the on that? The relationship that you create with people is how they come back to your stream. So mm -hmm. like if the impression you leave on someone is being super positive and being down to play a Swift player or two with them and they continue to come back because of that good interaction, like right. why not play with people and like meet your community, you know? Like you're trying to build a community, so right. the best way is to actually interact with them and play and you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. Do you find sometimes, have you had any negative experiences where people almost expect you to play with them after that? Or is it kind of been more on the positive side? I've thankfully had um, a lot of positive interactions with it, but I definitely uh, can see it going negative, like mm -hmm. uh, as a potential, but I've not run into that. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, too. I think it really depends on how the community is crafted and who you have participating in that. I just know from not personal experience, but things that I've heard in the past is if you start to go down that road a little bit too far, maybe they get a little bit expecting uh, of people playing or like you taking the time to play with them or maybe they can be a little bit too, um, too pushy. But at the same time, too, I really do respect the, the, that that notion of trying to make sure that anyone that comes into your stream has a good time and you're absolutely right playing with them is something that you don't really get to do with your favorite streamers and that is definitely going to build a vibe that you're not going to experience anywhere else which is great to hear i'm glad you take the time to do that too because i think it's too easy sometimes to put that barrier up of this is chat this is not like a even almost a person behind the chat right so breaking down those barriers and playing with them that's a lot of fun yeah um and then with that too like how how did you, how was your guys' experience like playing with other streamers communities and like among us and like interacting with their uh, viewers honestly i think it was really fun mostly yeah. because when you play with your friends you know how they play mm -hmm. and you can kind of expect what's going to happen but when you're playing with like um random people or people you've never met before it's always like, oh, it's kind of like an icebreaker of sorts. Right. So it was really nice. Um, I feel like everyone has built a really nice community. Um, I think for the most part, going back on that topic of like playing with your viewers, it's like, I agree. It's very important that you, you know, foster that community and you have these moments where you can like spend more time with them as opposed to like those bigger streamers where you kind of just hope that you get noticed. Right. Um, but it's it's a really good opportunity when you like talk to your viewers and you're like, oh, tonight we're actually planning to do like viewer games or mm. um, or the next stream I'm going to plan to have like customs with everybody. It's just so that they don't feel like, oh, okay, this one time, like let's play. And then they start getting more like expecting, like you said. Right. But um, Among Us was super, super fun. I think... It also like reminded me why it became so popular <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah, that game was so good when it first came out. I used to play you know, it terribly. Um, there's been a lot of Among Us updates, and I think with like the recent growth in Aftermath, it'd be a lot of fun to get try and get as many people in the org together as possible. 
Um, it's been like a little difficult because everyone's schedules is all over the place. Like, yeah, I think half of you guys stream at like four in the morning for whatever reason. Yeah, and then the other half like stream at like regular human hours. But <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> yeah. If we do that though, I want everybody to know that I am a savage Among Us player, and I will lie without even having any remorse. <laughs> I will throw you under the bus. I will kill you, and I will ruin friendships over that game. Just, just heads okay. up. And if I'm imposter, I promise to kill Carmi first. Wow. Carmi throws the you're fired card. If you boys vote me out, you're all fired. Yep. <laughs> I, I get I get that the possibility for that, absolutely. Um, I was gonna say that one of the best parts about like playing Among Us with viewers was kind of seeing like how different people's communities kind of reflect them as a person. Like Lily's mm-hmm. community is super wholesome and sweet and like just nice. And then like Bex's community was like very like comedic and just like a good time and it, it definitely reflected their personalities and yeah. seeing like you know like you are the company you keep like mm-hmm. really reflect in that situation it was cool to see the people that they have you know yeah. watching them that is a cool point too because you're very you're very right you are you're, you've, you have the chance to craft your community across the board I know a lot of people think that oh they're just random people that come in and and that, that's kind of who you get set up with in a sense, but by the by, what you allow and who you interact with and how you present yourself to, you really do create your own community, which is an important thing to keep on on top of. But it's great to hear that everyone that came in wasn't troublemakers. Yeah, was a lot of fun. That's good. Um, in terms of like what we're currently doing, like right now, um, I know Alaska, you're um, competing a bit now with MKH. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Like, how has that been for you? I don't think it's only been like a month or so since that started, right? Uh, yeah, so I started my team in March and I've obviously, you know, I joined Aftermath. It's been at least a year now, right? Well um, over, yeah. Well over a year. And I was interested in competing then, but didn't really feel like I was in the right place as a player to start competing. So it's been in the back of my mind. And I've just had more and more of like the urge to compete and really get into that like play field because it's such a different environment compared to like ranked, you know, like competitive play is just so different and fun. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's well planned and it's meticulous. And... Sorry, I'm rambling now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. Okay. Please go ramble ahead. on. So podcast of four. But I just, I really enjoy it. And I basically had a weird schedule and couldn't really find a team that could fit my schedule. So I made my own team and decided to like start from scratch and figure it out. You know, I don't have any competing experience, but everybody that I've interacted with and decided to collaborate with on my team has been very patient with me. And I've learned a lot and I continue to learn a lot. And I think it's a great environment and I'm having a lot of fun which is the point, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So, uh, I agree. I think like competing is like versus playing ranked is totally so different. So different. It's so different. I love competing a lot more than playing ranked, but oh, yeah. finding time to do that sometimes nowadays is like almost impossible for me. Right. Um, so how did you guys come up with the name Makeout Hill? So it's um, it's an ode to XXXTentacion. Oh, Rip X. Yeah, Rip X. <laughs> Rip X. His like branding when he died was like Makeout Hill, and I just I really like him as an artist, so I decided to go with Makeout Hill. I thought it was a cool like name. That. Yeah, I agree. Nice. It has good vibes. That's awesome. Um, and then like Rennie for yourself, um, I know you you like originally like joined us competing, um, and then we shout out to your Twitter here. Um, you have been tweeting a little bit about Premiere. Do you have any plans on like competing more? Like, what's the story behind that? Um, so as everyone knows, I'm a full-time student and it's not going to slow down any soon because I do plan to pursue law school, but But, um, I have fallen off a little bit on playing Valorant just because I've really, when you get into your last year of college, things become more serious classes get harder time gets shorter and just all of those things combined I 
found myself kind of struggling making content, streaming, playing. So when I do have the time, I have like these group of friends that like they're always down to play ranked. And when Valorant anno- announced Premiere, we were like, oh, like we should try it. Like, you know, it's like, it's so much better than ranked. Like the way that people think, the way that people come up with plays, like it's completely different. Like it's it's up to like how you want to pursue it, right? So we decided that we we're just like, oh, we're gonna try it out, see how we like it. If we like playing with each other, then we can figure out what we wanna do after that. But I definitely do want to compete more. Um, I feel like when I was competing, that was the most fun I've had playing Valorant just because it really pushes you to improve. Whereas when you're playing ranked, it's like, oh, you're just betting on the game to give you a good game or you're betting on RNG if you have good teammates or if the other team may not be as good that day. You know what I mean? Whereas when you're competing, it's like, okay, you can you can grind together, you build this chemistry, you have this synastry, like suddenly you you guys know when to swing together, when to pop your util. So um, competing is definitely something I do want to revisit. Mm-hmm. But as for now, I think with Valorant having the premiere open beta, it's a really good opportunity for people to see how it is on the other side of Valorant. So, so- yeah. For myself, because I'm kind of disconnected from Valorant as a game. I still watch it as an esport, but I haven't really touched on much of it. What is Premiere? Is it like in-game tournaments or is it like a new tournament series or how is that being ran? What is it? Right. So, yeah, it's kind of based on a point system, I think. Mm -hmm. It's almost like an in-game tournament, but it's two matches a week. Uh, You could do two on one day or... Uh, one on each day um, there's three maps on right now and I think the any teams that get to a certain threshold um, from the max points they can go into the playoffs and and then I, I don't really know what goes after that but it's pretty cool I, it's kind of everything that I assumed Ascension was going to be in comparison right. to like, the franchise team so yeah because Ascension is basically the path to pro in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. And this is more of an online thing. That's cool. That's actually really good to have that set up because I know there was a lot of speculation when they announced their franchising of Valorant that basically any team like ourselves um, wouldn't be able to really compete much in in Valorant. Like I know we've taken a step back as an organization in competitive Valorant just because we have other areas that we're trying to, to invest in and grow in. But um, it's nice to see that they're trying to support that, that path, that competitive side. Uh, because as we see, like say, like League of Legends or Overwatch or Call of Duty, it's incredibly hard to break that threshold into into the pro space. So it's nice to see them at least experimenting and trying to give back and give other avenues uh, towards that. So what's your experience like with Premiere? Have you guys both had the chance to play it? Or are you guys looking to kind of create teams for it? Or how's that been going? So my team is playing, like my actual team is playing on Premiere. Um, and... We actually, in preparation for next week's maps, we scrimmed uh, Rennie's team. Oh, nice. How'd that go? Yeah, I had to sub. (laughs) I wasn't even planning to play. I had to sub because someone got an ear infection. Oh, no. How was it? Um, Was it good? Oh, they're cracked. Alaska's team's cracked. We got fucking... No, we got curb stomped. (laughs) (laughs) Not even... You guys did amazing. We got curb stomped. And I think that's also a really great example of what I mean by a five stack versus like a team that's like built synastry, like takes competing seriously, does VOD reviews, practices. Right. Um, whereas like my friends, they just like, oh, they, it was just like a hobby, you know, like they just wanted to see what it's like. They didn't want to like, no, I don't want to say FOMO, but you know, it's like a new thing in Valorant. You want to try it and like see how it is. Um, and I think it really showed like during the scrim, just like how connected they are, how um, well they play off of each other. Um, so yeah, that was just like a really good example of the difference between um, like 
people who are used to playing ranked versus people who are like really good at competing or used to play or used to compete. Right. How about you, Aaron? Have you played any of the Premier League? Uh, no, I don't got a team. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I've just been, as you know, I've just been dancing um, and I've been like super busy with like coordinating stuff for. Um, how many rings is there in the Olympics? Five. A five ring event. <laughs> um, I love so how you try to like do the Icuspicus. You know, the five. <laughs> wait, how many rings are in the Olympics? Oh yeah, the five ring event. I can't. I can't name the five ring event, but that's what I'm preparing for. Um, yeah. But like, I'd love to be able to start playing again. I is if I don't play Valorant this act, this would be the first act in since the game's been out that I haven't been a mortal. Mm. Um, so I think this last act, I'm going to try to grind it out a bit just so I can get my charm and then I'm done. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, finish it up. Um, but yeah, what you need that... to do instead of playing just Valorant, if you need to hook Valorant up to a DDR machine, so you're dancing <laughs> and playing Valorant. I've seen people do that. Aaron's the guy to do it. Let's hook it up. I don't think I could do that. Yeah. Um, you like know, with the cool the dance thing, though, with, um, yeah. with breaking in the Olympics, um, and a lot of like sports now too is that there's like women only specific categories mm. um, and I find that having that representation is like really good um, and I don't know for like Alaska and Renny for yourself as well like you probably speak on it better but like it how did it feel with like you guys and having like GC and um, seeing like all these other big streamers come up or like players but competitors um um, <laughs> you can start. You can start, babe. <laughs> I'd say like seeing like really cracked female players like um, like Sarah Fragged and Fluorescent, for example. They are crazy players. Or like mm. the entire like C9 White roster. Like having that representation of like strong, powerful women in the scene who are respected. Um, you know, showing that you can reach that point and you know have the same respect and it's something to aim for and that it's realistic that's a good feeling just mm -hmm. just to you know have representation for both like marginalized genders and female gender and it's it's a good feeling you know and i think it's the right step to take especially nowadays you know everybody deserves to be um, represented and mm -hmm have their peace and have, you know, agents that represent them. And I think that Riot as a whole is doing really good with that, with yeah. both like competing and then also with like the game itself. How about yourself, Randy? Uh, literally everything Alaska said. It's honestly, it's one of those things where you can believe in yourself but no one else believes in you. Hmm. And I know when I first started playing Valorant, um, I didn't get a lot of nerves at first because I was always playing video games when I was a kid. I never really like had a moment where I wasn't playing video games. Like my first FPS, I think, was like Modern Warfare 2. Like it's, hmm. it's like, a, and I understand because... I understand how toxic people can be, but I never was worried about it until I really started grinding Valorant. And when you care about something and someone tells you, oh, you're pretty, but you're so bad at the game, or, oh, you should go back to the, you should go back to the kitchen, like mm. make me a sandwich, or, oh, this is why there's a stereotype, like things like that. Even if you know it's not true, like, let's just say you're having a bad game, like, they really get to you. Mm -hmm. And so I think with GC being a thing, um, a lot of people can, like, see, like, oh, there are women who are really good. And there can be more women mm -hmm. who are just as good as them. Or, um, you know, like, not to say that the main teams, like, the main pro teams of Valorant they purposely exclude um i just think gc gives you know all female marginalized genders an opportunity to like prove themselves whereas 
other pro teams might be looking for something more different or、mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So I feel like looking up to someone is the first step in taking that initiative upon yourself to also try to be like them. And you know, the same goes for like streaming too, because you like you see big female content creators,、mm-hmm. and you're like, oh wow, like that's like something I could do too. Right. Like representation in any aspect, in any p- type of media, whether it be film. Movies, music, gaming, even in everyday careers where it's heavily male dominated,、yeah. Repre- representation is like the biggest thing. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. I completely agree with that, and I, I really like that、uh, Riot's taking such a keen interest in helping provide those opportunities.、Um, we have our Apex team at the moment,、uh, and they they compete in the female space, and they're seeing a pretty big. Uh, spike in 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 popularity and in support,、um, just similar to what Valorant went through, they're doing the same thing in Apex right now. And our player Light actually nailed it on the head, basically saying that it's not so much that、um, the female scene needs a very exclusive space; they need a space where they can finally be able to prove themselves because they do get overlooked entirely. Right? It's not that. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's not that the female space can't keep up, or that they need to be this exclusive thing. It's that a lot of these other organizations or these male-based teams are not giving them the opportunity, right? Because just by statistics and how it's ran so far, it's been a lot of like、um, there'll be a team that'll pick up a third player or whatever it is for Valorant or Apex, and they'll have players of all different、um, backgrounds, but they're kind of leaning towards this more male-dominated space, and they're just not giving females the, the space or the opportunities that they need. So I'm glad to, like I said, I'm really glad to see that they're getting the opportunities, getting the exposure, because gaming as a whole, whether it's competitively or just as a fun hobby, should be inclusive for everybody. Exclusivity、mm. in a space like this is just not shouldn't be a thing anymore. It's 2023. We don't need people logging in after a long day at school to play Valorant and then talk on the microphone for 30 seconds and some guy tell them to go back to the kitchen or say derogatory things to them just when they're trying to unwind and have a fun time. Yeah, and to act their hairline. Yeah, <laughs> and another act thing. Act their hairline. Yes. <laughs>、uh, I've heard that before.、Up. That's so funny. Um, another thing, it's super important to say before we like move on. Women have always been in gaming.、Mm-hmm. Let's just get that clear. Women have always been in gaming. Yeah. It's your decision whether or not you overlook them. It's your decision whether you think they were always bad. But this isn't like a a resurgence of just suddenly women became good at gaming just because oh, women teams are being like in the spotlight right now. They've、yeah. always been in gaming, and、right. that's just a a big problem that a lot of people think like oh nowadays like they're starting to or、right. a lot it's becoming more like、um, well known. Yeah, it's always been well known. You just chose to ignore it. Yeah, and I think from the same thing you said too, right? That the experience of just being kind of put down for being a woman in gaming, it's kind of wanted. It, it's more or less pushed away from wanting to be in the limelight for doing so. You know, like it's been something that you don't want to put yourself out there too much for the fear of just getting slapped down. So having these opportunities to present yourself in a very positive light is really showing how many women are actually in gaming. Because it went, like I said, it, it seems like it went from zero to. To huge really quick, but they were there the entire time. They just haven't had that opportunity to freely represent themselves and present themselves in that fashion. So it's nice to see that it's more of a comfort thing. There's a big shift going on, and I hope more games follow suit and there there's more support for it. I think that、uh, in the future it's going to be as inclusive as we'd like it to be, and as it, as inclusive as it should be. Because like I said, there's no reason for it not to be. Uh, and you know what? Big shoutouts to Riot for like creating characters that even represent, like,、mm-hmm. you know, like we said, like marginalized genders and absolutely,、um, and represent people in like a, like different races and like groups of people for that matter.、Um, and I think like having that, even in League of Legends, they've been doing it too.、Yeah. Um, and as we all know, like was it Arcane was freaking amazing. Like I loved Arcane so much. Like in terms of seeing the League game that I grew up like seeing. The game that I grew up playing go onto like a screen like Netflix and have like such an amazing series put on it was just fucking 
dope. And um, I know the lore in Valorant is going to be freaking amazing. Um, and like the movie and the films that can come out of this, like Riot needs to step up their production game because my need for content in the form of like films on Netflix is, is you know, is, is needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and like, I don't know how you guys feel, but I think like Valorant would be a fucking dope ass movie or like a series. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think there's a lot of games out there that could be amazing, whether it's a TV show or a movie. Like, I know they tried with the World of Warcraft movie, and I think they should definitely do more of that, because that was that was fire. And, dude, Arcane was insane. Is there another season out yet, or are they working on one? Has I think they're working on one. Yeah, because that was... I don't play very much, like, League, but I wanted to after that. That was unreal. Even dude. the trailers for Valorant, they're so good. Mm-hmm. I know. It's so good. Truth. The cinematics and mm-hmm. like the lore behind this game is so extensive already and it's like still just starting. Yep. So like I really hope they it seems like they're ge- gearing towards like some type of cinematic. Like they have to. They've teased it so much already. Oh, they absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. And you know what a good film or series will do for like a, a sport? Like watching oh haiku, I wanted to play volleyball. Watching Kokoro's basketball, I, I all of a sudden I watched the Raptors win the NBA. Like, yeah. <laughs> do, do you see that new movie that they just announced? It's uh, called Turismo, based on that uh, the true story from that one player. He like was like the Grand Turismo champion, and then apparently got like a chance to go race actual cars because of it. And they're making a, a video or a movie because of that. Stuff like that <laughs> is gonna get you hyped up. Yeah, I just seen a pre like a trailer for it today. Well, looks like I'm going to go play Turismo. <laughs> yeah, never had to before. I'm going to go spend $10,000 on a virtual setup now. I need a I need a driver's seat. I need a, a steering wheel. I need all of it. I'm going to be addicted. Yeah. And I can't and even like, parallel park in real life, so it's going to be great. The production team on Riot just proves how good a video game series or movie can be mm-hmm. if you stick with the lore. <laughs> oh, 100%. I mean, like, at the end of the day, it's just storytelling in different like platforms, right? Yeah. Like, the storytelling is the game and then storytelling through the tv and they've shown that there's the potential for like a cinematic universe so like i feel like if they don't capitalize on that they're just idiots like they could (laughs) make so much money off of that (laughs) to put it nicely absolutely i mean it could be like the mcu with marvel right redone in the Riot universe. Because if you mm. look at something like League of Legends, it's been around for quite a lot longer than Valorant, right? But they both have their own storylines behind it. You could make so many movies and TV shows and and uh, uh, animated series and whatever have you about that game alone. Like, it's unreal how much you could do with that. And I hope they tap more into it with the success of Arcane. I think a lot more games can see that and see a different medium of of just getting their story out there. Because I think with, with games, the story itself is lost on some players like for myself i used to play world of warcraft growing up didn't know the story at all like i knew the big big characters in it but didn't know the story uh until i watched the movie and that gets me excited same with watching arcane i play the game more of a competitive level rather than for the story but having that medium is really nice to be able to get caught up on it um did you like warcraft carby no it was a terrible movie but it was like it was it was like cool they did it and it was hyped up for so long, and but it did suck. I really... Yeah. I was going to say, that movie was fucking dog shit. <laughs> it, it, was, it was. Trust me. It was dog shit, but like... I, I mean, the CGI was cool with the orcs and stuff. Like, they yeah. did a good job in that sense. But like, no, the storyline was terrible. They used probably one of the worst parts of the actual game, like lore for it. I think it was terrible. But it just kind of goes to show. Like, it was a big production. It definitely didn't hit the mark. But it'd be nice to see more groups like Riot. And I mean... Even Blizzard, because they do make some crazy cinematics too. Like their oh, yeah. their cinematics, their storylines, like they are unreal. It'd be nice if they put a bit more effort into expanding on that and getting other games involved in it too. Because yeah, I, I would, uh, I would fuck with the Overwatch movie. That'd be good. Oh yeah, that would be good. You know what else was a really good movie? And I don't care what anyone says. I better not see the chat moving. But the Super Mario Brothers movie was so good. Oh, the it was that so, was good. I liked it. It was so I good. I think I everyone didn't think I was gonna like, like it, but I yeah. really, really liked it. Um, and that's like again, like I think hopefully, fingers crossed. You know, the next whatever, like Halo, oh, so bad. Mm. Whatever Paramount did with that that series was terrible. Oh, was but it bad? It was terrible. It was so bad. <sighs> Damn it, I've seen it yet. Master Chief 
took four gravity hammers to the head and he walked away. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a thing. I remember in the real game, that would have killed me four times over. Uh, wow. But, but, like, the Super Mario Brothers movie is, like, aside from Riot, who, have like, obviously, they know what they're doing and they're doing a great job with their marketing and, like, their series and stuff. Um, the Super Mario movie was, like, a great example of what a good video game movie can do mm. for the audience for new for new people coming into it like it paid a lot of homage and there's a lot of easter eggs to the original games and to like different games too for that matter mm -hmm. um and it, it was like really enjoyable for kids and parents and everyone that grew up with it um so yeah all right I'll, before we wrap that topic up everyone go through and say one game they want to see turned into a movie starting Ooh. with with Alaska. They leave me last. Starting with me. Oh, yep. oh my god. Um, no pressure, but you have four seconds. Three. I'm just kidding. Dead by what? Daylight. Dead by Daylight. As a beat with them. But isn't that with um, uh, Jason and stuff? Yeah, I love... That's one of my favorite games. Like, I have, mm. like, over 10,000 hours on Dead by Daylight. Holy deal. And I just, like, I feel like if you actually look into the game's lore, it's crazy in depth, and it, it just has so many like you could you can find yourself like going down a rabbit hole reading the lore and like the tombs that they or tomes that they release, mm. and it's just so interesting to read. Like it's very creative, it's very unique, and I feel like it could be executed into a movie so well. Um, like you really should look up the like the lore behind Dead by Daylight. It's really cool. I haven't even played the game once. I feel like I should, though. I've heard good things about it. It's a great game. Is it? Okay, I'll have to pick it up. It seems like a great game for content. I see a lot of funny stuff coming through that on, like, TikTok and on uh, and Instagram Reels and stuff. I'd be down to try it out. All right, Aaron, how about you? I'll play with you. Dude, Deal. you know, I'm a big, like, show watcher. I'm not so much a movie watcher. But a lot of the games that I've really enjoyed, like The Witcher, um, Escape from Tarkov, mm -hmm. like they all have like mini series on YouTube that have been made really, really well. Or like The Witcher on Netflix, obviously with Henny Cavill. I heard that was a great movie, a great show. It, it was pretty good. Um, but I think in terms of like games that I've played recently that I'd like to see turned into a movie, or like before, um, you guys ever play Mass Effect? Yeah, I played the first one. I was younger. Um, Mass Effect, literally, it has like you. You could watch a walkthrough of Mass Effect, and you're basically like watching a movie already. Um, but when I play Mass Effect, you're you're basically watching a movie. So like, mm. if they literally just take the story, they turn it, they add actors and shit or whatever, add some CG. Um, I think it could be a really good movie, and the script is written for you. Like, you just just make it into a movie. <laughs> Um, or something like Dead Space, Dead Space or Dishonored as well. Um, yeah. And if you ever played like um, Detroit Become Human, I also mm -hmm. really enjoyed that as a single player game or Cyberpunk too. Yeah. Um, the, the anime Cyberpunk, that shit was so good. Oh, Bioshock's a good one too. That was a good call. Yes. Yeah, that would be cool. Based on like the 50s. Yeah, God of War. Yo, Tom Clancy's Ghost, Ghost Recon. Oh, there's so many good ones. <laughs> Damn, you know what? I'm gonna say one that's controversial because I don't think it make a good movie, but Apex Legends, just because I'm addicted to that game right now and I can't put it down. I can't stop thinking about it. Ooh, a Titanfall movie. That'd be fucking dope. Titanfall would be, oh yeah, Titanfall would be sick. Okay, hear me out. Imagine an Among Us movie and it's just people arguing for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch that. I would, I would too. watch that. 100%. That would you killed you? him. No, I didn't kill him. It'd be like a PG-13 Disney movie. With 100%. murder and lies? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And like the, the blood would be like grape jelly, you know? <laughs> grape jelly. <laughs> How about Wait. you, Renny? Um, what do you think? I was going to say Raft. Just because I really like the behind Raft. Wait, another game where you like survive and you like float around. Yeah, okay. I know that sounds <laughs> crazy because everyone yeah. like came up with like really, really good games. But... Honestly, Raph lore is so good. But also, thank you to Michael. Um, Kingdom Hearts. That was like one of the first games I've ever played. Which, was... which is fair, but I will point out that I think every character in that is from a movie or TV show. Yeah, it? but yeah. I mean- The licensing I would... issues. Yeah. The licensing issues, <laughs> of course. But I honestly think that if they could pull it off, it would not only serve like huge fan service, 
for like the fan base because the fan base is extremely loyal like there was right. what like a 10 10 year gap between yeah. the games between three um, and four, yeah. and i got it there was a big line when i got it so yeah. i don't know i feel like that would be if they could pull it off a really great opportunity for them yeah good point yeah, that would be that'd be a good one. See, the, the problem with is that every video game, basically, maybe not every video game, but most video games, because they're so entertaining, would be a, just a good movie. I think you could really agree with that. That is one entertainment source to another. It kind of crosses pretty well. So you we're gonna need, we're gonna get I the fun another, I need another Ace Combat game. Ace Combat is that that flying one? It's like the only arcade um, modern military. Um, simulator flying plane game that top gun the game <laughs> thank you michael <laughs> um is the only one that's actually been really enjoyable like war thunder's too grindy um i, I don't even know any other ones but ace combat has been like my thing since i was a kid and that shit slap surprised i don't have a world of planes yet <laughs> that's war thunder oh okay basically yeah well on that note i think it's a good time to sign off today like you said our guests today were alaska and rennie before we take off starting with yourself there alaska where can everybody follow you at uh at alaska val on twitch and at alaska in the garden on tiktok alaska in the garden all right and then for yourself rennie um lorena like L-O-R-E-N-U-H-H on Twitch mm-hmm. and Rennie.Val on TikTok and I'm rebranding my Twitter so I'm not going to plug that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you guys can uh, check out our website too www.aftermathesports.com um, <laughs> All their info will be there and I'm going to try to keep that stuff updated so once we get the rebranding we will... Uh, Get that plugged in and you can follow their socials there as well um in terms of aftermath make sure you guys follow us on twitter uh, at ame socials instagram at ame socials check out our website again at aftermathesports.com <laughs> we also have a youtube a twitch um, ame events and yeah tiktok tiktok esports tiktok aftermath yeah. esports <laughs> giveaways on twitter too yes always uh, we yeah. do giveaways on Twitter. So follow there if you want to win some free stuff. Once again, thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, if you're listening, listening to us on anywhere, that podcasts are available. We appreciate you for tuning in. Everybody stay safe and we'll see you in the next one. The Aftermath Esports podcast is hosted by Trunks and Kami. Produced by Michael Harris. Edited by Claudius Moore. Music by The Brain. Find us under Aftermath Esports on all socials. Thank you for listening and supporting.